Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Is that is that basically the same principle that, and this is, uh, was it Ted Bundy or one of those guys, the Jeffrey Dahmer? That uh, yeah, sorry, not I like really. Where this is going. Not Way really. to bring it down. Way to bring yeah. the room down. So so like Jeffrey Dahmer started out like looking at like Playboy him, and then he ends up you know killing people and cutting their heads off and putting them in their. So rather quick escalation. It's episode sixty one of the Simply Human podcast with your hosts Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it is the return of John Smith. We're going to talk about metabolism and other fun stuff around nutrition. Then it's another moderately funny edition of the Humans Being Human segment and the Locker Room Story, and we'll wrap up with our Simply Human Tip of the Week. How are you, Rick? Is it any time that John Smith introduces himself to people, does he have to like provide some sort of context because they're like... 50,000 John Smiths like this no no I'm not the John Smith the accountant I'm also not the John Smith uh, architect I'm not the John Baker. Smith doctor yeah. I'm the John Smith that does this oh okay like they need to have a John Smith convention <laughs> and, and on the name tag it just says like what you do like how you distinguish yourself like I've got six like it just says six toes on there I've got six toes I'm the six toed John Smith or whatever do, do you I'm, I'm not sure if he does that or not did you notice anything weird about how I'm talking uh, yeah, it sounds a little odd. I thought you were like maybe, and I know you don't get down this way, but I was like, it sounds like you're like licking on a sucker, like have a sucker in your mouth or like a piece of hard candy. Okay, hang on. Let me let me take it out. <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> okay, that's better. I have a retainer, Rick. Why do you have a retainer? I okay. saw this picture that you texted me and I thought it was fake. Okay. You're a grown man. Why do you have a retainer? Okay. My dad traded many, many pies for braces for the three kids. By the way, that's the funniest thing I've ever heard. I was unaware of that. Yeah. So instead of money, he gave Brett just brought boxes well, of pies. No, to the, the orthodontist. He said, any you know, while my kids have braces, any time that you want to send a pie to a referring dentist or pediatric dentist, hmm? um, we didn't. He didn't. We didn't send them. What kind of pie that went? We didn't. We didn't see them. We didn't send them uh, MacBook Airs. We sent them pies from Urban's Bakery. Um, so anyway, okay. Did so, it knock like a substantial price off like the the, the braces? Or oh, we, was it just he, like he a, paid zero dollars in cash. Are you kidding? Me? Yeah, he he paid for our braces with pie. <laughs> that like that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. This isn't like. 1850. Well, yeah. <laughs> We're not paying for like goods and services with chickens <laughs> and goats. Hold on, let me yeah. explain the retainer quickly. Okay, yeah. Go so ahead. I Sorry. had, you know, I've, all those pies. I had. Turns these... out they did a really lackluster job because they did it for free. Well, yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> oh, this is the pie guy. We're gonna like totally. We to go every other tooth on the brackets. Yeah. <laughs> so I have these teeth. You know, they're all straight now, and I had these retainers, which over the last 18 years I have, I, I've, I've lost them about 10 years ago. To be honest with you. And my bottom teeth have, have sort of come out of whack. So it's a two it's a two birds with one stone kind of thing. The retainer is A to to fix my bottom teeth and B to, to have something to keep them in place. So that's it's really that retainer. important that we have straight teeth. Well like, I'd like to ask this critical question. It's, I'm sure it's mainly you tell me about it, but Well, it's mainly to keep them to keep them from, from getting even more jacked up in the in, on the bottom. Just which doing they like will. continental drift and then all of a sudden you look yeah. like a you know, Frankenstein-looking right. guy. Exactly. So that's. Well, I'll say this: of all the people that we know, I'm the only person that I know of that didn't have braces. I had braces yeah, for about three weeks because I had some like jaw alignment problem when I was like six or six, six, uh, sixth grade. And so they're like, "Well, first, before we put him in this massive retainer, you remember that thing? Oh yeah. Uh, uh, we have to straighten his teeth out just a little bit, and then we'll get him this giant retainer he can wear just at night, and he'll do that for like a year, and then after that we'll go to braces." Well, I wore the giant retainer just at night for like a year, and I fixed my. Uh, I think it was it was called the Bionator, by the way, which Jeez. I laugh at at least once a week, but. Uh, <laughs> So it got my jaw back aligned, and the plan was to go into braces, and we just kind of like didn't do it. Yeah. And here I am, uh, 
you know, more than 20 years later after that, my teeth don't look crooked. I mean, I can tell right. in the mirror they're like a little bit crooked, but like, I don't care. Yeah. I don't want to go, I don't want to get into yeah. braces. No, I wouldn't either. It, yeah. It, and every time good. I go to the dentist, I haven't had my wisdom teeth out either. Apparently, like I, my teeth apparently are very, very slow developing. Like I didn't lose my first tooth until I was in fifth grade. So I think they just keep waiting for my wisdom. I'm, dude, I'm not going to go get my wisdom yeah, to take it out unless they, they make me. Like, that's you, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, next topic. What do yes. you think would happen to a mosquito in a microwave? You texted this to me. I, you would think he would die, but apparently nothing. it's not the case. I, th- this, I, By the way, why are you putting mosquitoes in microwaves? I didn't. First, you're walking around eating crickets. <laughs> now you're doing that? I wanted to eat a live mosquito, and I wanted him to be warm. Uh, no. Okay, so I'm like warming up something in the microwave, which I know. Yeah, I'll get. We'll get emails about microwave. Will you? Hang on. Will you really get emails about that? Like, can we? Are we really supposed to like uh, take the microwave and chuck it out the door? Yeah, it's in, in some circles. But so. Uh, okay. I, well, I, I noticed I right right before I hit like start, there's, there's a mosquito in there, a huge mosquito, and I'm like, oh man, this is gonna be awesome. This mosquito is gonna okay, explode. Okay, time out. So a normal person. This is uh, we're gonna play a, a, a little game called normal person or Mark. A normal person would be like oh my god there's a mosquito in this closed receptacle i use to cook food i'm going to get the mosquito out that's weird and mark would be like oh man screw germs and food i'm <laughs> going to watch this mosquito explode nothing happened to the mosquito he i i i, I put it in uh, there we for, gathered that for yeah. about a minute and i opened the thing and he just flew out and then i killed him um <laughs> Congratulations, mosquito! You have you have passed the test, the most rigorous say, like, physical you test, very rigorous yeah. uh, survival test, and now I'm going to kill you. That's your that's your that's your okay for, for hunkering yeah. down and surviving. This is your <laughs> splat. Okay, last thing I have is I produced. We're, we're recording this well before the December 28th, which is my 12th anniversary, by the way. Um, uh, the, the 12th anniversary, the, up with you. the 12th, no, not, not my ma- ma- wedding anniversary. This is the 12th anniversary of the last time I went, made it through a day without pooping my pants. Um, it's been <laughs> yeah, 12, I don't think anyone believes it's years. years. Um, so, uh, I, I produced the episode 60 where we talked about the Santa incident and, and yes. I was crying again, <laughs> listening to it again. It's, oh man, that was funny. And well, I had someone else I was telling him about, and, and he was like, another thing we could have said was, hey, kids, I'm actually not supposed to be within 300 yards of the school. <laughs> Which, Everyone yeah. say goodbye. Say hello to Santa real quick, because <laughs> if my parole officer comes around, we all got to pretend that I never was here. <laughs> okay, so um, Christmas, it's December 28th. It's, it's right in between Christmas and New Year's. This is time travel talk, but uh, yeah, Christmas, presents, chaos, you have two sons. It's uh, we went and bought my wife, uh, you know, and we do kind of slightly unconventional Christmas. She will go get something that she wants and call that her Christmas present. But like, I'm still responsible. We have to get little things. So I took the boys to like a, a Ross, and uh, if you're not from America, that's like a like a discount type store. And we bought some coffee mugs because she always likes coffee mugs and some candles. And what is the first thing those boys do as soon as we get home? <laughs> Mama, we got you coffee cups for Christmas. Like, Shut up! Shut your face! I love you. It, it makes I, it way worse because she's the kind of person that doesn't like to be surprised. So you literally have to like store your presence in another person's house because she no. will sneak around and well, she see, will try to ruin it. I'm like that. Well, hey, let, let, let's let's go a little easy on trying to ruin Christmas, Mister. Tear the corner off of Christmas presents. And look and see what it was. That was seriously like 25 years ago. Well, you, can you all, listeners, can you believe that Rick would do that? When he was a little kid, he would cut open. And I would, t- no, no, you act like this is a yearly thing. I did it like one time. <laughs> and if anything else, it was really more to see if like, hey, can I, uh, you know, CIA agent style, like, yeah. can I lift the corner of this up I think actually see? you did it once while I was over, I was over there like on a sleepover or something. Yeah, I think we and, did, yeah. yeah. Now, that you, now that you mentioned that. And see, I'm but, like, yeah, I've reformed myself because... Because I understand that part of like the thrill of giving someone a gift is surprising them with a really cool gift. Well, it's not, uh, you know, trying to ruin it and find out what it is like well, a week before Christmas. Well, or like, Anna, Anna and I have interrogate that. your children beforehand. Yeah, because they will spill the beans. Uh, um, yes, they're Anna, not smart. Anna and I have that in common because Jen said something to me about 
my mom because uh, I got a text from my mother in law saying she what did size a mom joke. Yeah. Well, it's like what size T shirt do you do you wear? And I said, you know, told her. And then Oh, that's perfect. You're getting a T shirt. So a T shirt, but then probably, is it a CrossFit shirt? No, no, no. Shut <laughs> up. But then my, my wife says something about, Oh, my mom got you and, and Ryan, her brother, my uh, a really a really funny T shirt. So she turned around to like do something over the sink. So I grabbed her phone. Opened up, looked at the text, saw What's the, the matter with saw you? the picture of the T-shirt, and was like, "Oh, hmm, a beard T-shirt. That's pretty cool." And she was like, "Why would you do that? Like, have you yes, not learned? Exactly. Why would you do that? Have you not you learned? Have ruined Christmas. I am a cheater. I, if I'm playing a game, I will cheat to win. I like to win, and uh, and I like to. We're not winning. What you're doing is ruining like someone giving you like a gift and having like the personal sat like when they. I want to see someone's eyes when they open a present. Like ah, like a especially a thoughtful one. Yeah, I want to see them like. Be oh. surprised, like I can't believe this. This is so great, and, and here you are trying it. to screw it up. And before I, I, we need to start stumbling towards our, our interview with John, but one last thing: Did you enjoy the Christmas present that I got you? I did, and I have been thoroughly enjoying <laughs> them. By the way, some uh, I, I, I figured you would just them. throw them in the in the trash when you got. Oh them. no, no! I've been wearing the crap out of them. Uh, I need to take a picture and put them on uh, our Facebook page because Mark sends me a text like. At the very beginning of December, and it says, hey, uh, you're getting – and I don't remember exactly what the text said, but it's something like, hey, i sending you a Christmas present in the mail. It's something weird or something, yeah. and I was like, oh, oh God, wow, that, okay. Did you say something well, is like, is, is it the severed head of someone? Like, Yeah, so I open it up, and it's these like – this classic Mark Rogers like new age fitness style thing. It's these like <laughs> foot alignment socks. My happy feet, and I'll link to it in the show notes. I have yes. them. I wear them at least three or four times a week. Yeah, uh, you put them on. They they basically look like fingerless gloves, but they're socks. And you put your kind of. I mean, that's a hard. It's hard to describe them unless yeah. you've seen them. But they separate your toes. Yeah, they're supposed to get your toes, I guess, in alignment with your feet. And as soon as I opened the package, I saw this and I was like, "Huh, oh, Mark." Yeah, this that's is... a, that's that's so Mark. Yeah. By the way, I'm not getting you anything for Christmas. I know that that's fine. Uh, you, what you give? Uh, what what you... I'm giving you is an uh, 52 hours of my time. <laughs> Seriously, uh, no, that's what podcast, I, that's so what I was gonna say. Uh, oh, 52. Uh, were you referencing my football number? No, <laughs> I'm referencing throwing a football over the mountain. Yeah, your your present to me is all the time. Uh, okay, so we need to get to our said. interview. That is what she said. Um, really quick, go to simplyhumanlifestyle.com slash shop. We are still doing the holiday uh, Simply Human Reset giveaway while supplies last. You either get uh, you get the 21 emails, the recipes from Laura Cross, ourfullplate.com, a t-shirt, and then uh, you either your choice of a 28-day supply of the multivitamin nutrients or a full bottle of skinny fat. I got a text today from somebody saying that they got their skinny fat, so things are are happening. So please sign up for that. And uh, also leave us a review on iTunes and be and enter yourself into the December. Yeah, at this point, you human... this is the 28th, right? right? Right. You only have three days left. Let's make the odds a little bit worse for everyone. Let's all throw a million reviews up there and then... Uh... Yes. All right, so there's that's housekeeping stuff. All right, John Smith is a guy who used to have the Garden Variety Triathlon. I was on his podcast. He's been on Vinny Tortorich. Vinny Tortorich has been on his show. Then he had the Fit Fat Fast podcast, which he doesn't do anymore. But he is he is well versed, and I'm really sad that you're not going to be in on this interview because he is well versed in the the Maffetone, the Phil Maffetone stuff, the Zone Two training, metabolic conditioning. As far as uh, ask him lots of questions for him because this is uh, we're this is my obsession right now. Well, and actually email me uh, a list of questions and I'll get to it. But he is an expert on uh, you know getting your body to burn fat for fuel. So that's basically what we're going to talk about. So here is John Smith, his real name. Joining us on the Simply Human podcast, please to have back on the show John Smith and you know Rick, who can't be on the the call today. Uh, when I said, Slacker. yeah, when I said John Smith, he's asleep right now because he's a night shift cop. But he's like, that's not his real name. And I was like, no, that's that's his real name. So we had this whole big long thing about how you know the, the, he said that, uh, and the listeners will know this, but you won't. Uh, but he said uh, there needs to be like a John Smith convention. Of all the John Smiths, and you're like, I'm the John Smith who's a who's a mechanic, and I'm the John Smith who's a banker, and like, so you can sort of differentiate yourselves. But John Smith, formerly of the Garden Variety Triathlon podcast, and then the Fit Fat Fast podcast, two podcasts that actually Garden Trath Garden Variety Triathlon podcast was the first podcast, like that's the first show I ever listened to on like iTunes podcast app. So so many years ago, but um, uh, you know. Never know what uh, what John has up his sleeve. I know you've you've been uh, extensively trained in metabolic 
uh, flexibility and just the whole idea of metabolism, which is one of the things I want to talk to you about today. Uh, but we just have a lot of stuff to talk about. What's going on? Yeah, let's do it. All right, so let's uh, let's sort of delve in right off the bat on an email uh, exchange that we had yesterday, where you were like, "Let's talk about how athletes can't go low carb after you flew the low carb flag for two years." Explain that sentence. Wait, what kind of question is that? Yeah. I thought we were going to talk about racism and torture. <laughs> yeah, what kind of nonsense is that? Yeah, he said uh, he said he wanted to talk about something controversial. I was like, well, let's talk about uh, Ferguson and uh, torture yeah, and let's, abortion. Let's not. Yeah, let's, not. Let's, let's talk about metabolic deficiency. Yeah. yeah, so so you made a reference to me having a couple of different podcasts, and really, what it is. It's kind of like a, a journey of, of mine through health. You know, I know we talked about this last time, but I was a, I was a three-sport athlete in high school, uh, not gifted enough to play collegiately, but I was still athletic. And uh, as an adult, let myself get up to over 300 pounds. And you don't do something like that without something being metabolically broken. And so my, my journey back to health has led me through various different uh, avenues, and I've decided to podcast about all of them. And you mentioned, you know, I, I, I kind of like the rule of 50. Like once a podcast reaches 50 episodes for Uh-oh. me, I like to kind of move on from it. How many episodes are you up to? Well, you're, you're on episode 61, so <laughs> oh, congratulations. Well, you know. <laughs> um, but, uh, but anyway, the podcast aside – what I look at that are kind of milestones along the, along the way for me as I learn about health and fitness and, and more importantly, nutrition, uh, because nutrition is really where it's at. And so I went from uh, went to the vegan way of life, which was good in that it cleaned up my diet a, a lot, but for any number of reasons, which I don't want to get into, it wasn't the best thing for me. And then I found metabolic efficiency and in a low carb, uh, high fat diet. And it worked really well, but I was also training for Ironman triathlons. And this past year I took, I've taken 2014 off and of, of, of any races. I'm going back to Ironman starting, uh, next year. So, so I'm actually technically gearing up my training right now. But one thing that I learned is that when you're training for an Ironman, you can make a lot of mistakes uh, with your, your diet because your training volume is going to correct those mistakes. But when I wasn't training, I noticed that my body composition was was worsening. Um, I had uh, I had difficulty uh, losing inflammation. I had a hard time not gaining water retention. And I took a look around, and I don't want to you know I'm not going to to name names, but there are a lot of personalities in kind of the low carb world that talk about the same thing that have trouble not gaining weight after a while because your body will adjust to anything. And the thing that I've kind of come full circle with, uh, and, and I've done a ton of reading on this is that, you know, your body responds to carbohydrate by releasing insulin for a reason. You know, there, there is a reason why you have the hormone insulin in your body. And, and the ability to properly manage that is not the, – the answer is not to totally and completely eliminate carbohydrate. Right. You know, they, they talk about gluconeogenesis being – is the body's ability to, to generate uh, sugar you know, from, from excess protein. But A, it's a really lousy form of sugar. It's not a very bioavailable or, 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 or it's certainly it's bioavailable, but it's not a very uh, easy to uptake. It's not a very – like you're not going to go out and eat a steak and run a sprint. Uh, you know, that, right. it, it doesn't work that way. And the, the same way that you don't want to have a big bowl of pasta and overload your body with, uh, with, with an insulin uh, response. But insulin is basically a storage hormone. And do you want to give it a bunch of fat to store or do you want to have insulin facilitate uh, the storage of and, and, and gaining of lean muscle tissue? And so what I've come to understand is that if you, if you properly cycle your carbohydrates – and you know it's the, the term carb cycling is pretty popular. But if you properly cycle your carbohydrate around – exercise around certain times of day when it's beneficial 
to eat carbohydrate. And if you're eating the right kinds of carbohydrate, like uh, Snickers, what's that? Like Snickers. Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, like, like, like Snickers yeah. or coconut sugar, you know, because it's organic. It's organic <laughs> right. and it's gluten-free, yeah. you know, so, so it's, good, it's good for you. <laughs> yeah, you know, so uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm kind of sounding like, like a little bit of a nag here, but like, I, like you go read Paul Jaminet's Perfect Health Diet, and he has his list of safe, safe starches, you know. White yams, rice. Uh, white rice, potatoes, arrowroot, yeah. tapioca, uh, even plantains to a degree. Um, and, and one of the things that I realized – that I was eating and, 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 and doing certain things that were working really well for me. Like one of my favorite post-exercise breakfasts, uh, breakfasts? Is that, is that Bre- a word? Breakfasts? Or, or it, Bre- maybe I just ate one breakfast. Breakfi, I think is the <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Was, uh, was oatmeal and cottage cheese. I loved that. Mm. Um, but then all of a sudden I start waving the low-carb flag and I've got to cut out oatmeal because I can't have oats. Right. But – I was lean, uh, you know, I, I liked it and I responded to it and I've gone back to that and I love it. And, you know, we, uh, in, in fruit, like I'd cut out more or less cut out fruit. And, uh, you know, I heard on a podcast recently, I heard an interview somewhere and somebody's like, eat fruit. You know, we don't, we didn't become an obese society because we're eating apples. You know, right. we, we became an obese society because we're eating Snickers. Yeah. And so, you know, a, a, a an apple with lunch, you know, or, or a grapefruit after dinner, you know, for a dessert. I'll make a grapefruit chia pudding and it's delicious. You know, I love it. I love, mm. I love putting fruit back in my diet since I've kind of, uh, gotten like you and I saw each other in person about what, six weeks ago, something like that. Yeah. At the greatest, uh, event in the history oh. of events. Uh, it wasn't, oh. a, it wasn't a great event for the LSU football team, but as far as like you see LSU tailgating scene is uh, we talked about it. Rick and I talked about it on the show. It, it's unbelievable. It, we, it, it really is. Oh. You know, it's a it's an embarrassment of uh, of, of riches yeah. as far as food and food and drink. <laughs> there's no just like, shortage of that. There's just like random like taps out of like the building, like buildings or a car. That's just like this is free beer. Like well, where, whatever you, know, you want. There was uh, the, the stadium will seat 112 thousand people now. And on that day, there were no less than four hundred thousand people on, yeah. on that campus. Yeah. Oh man, it's it crazy. Yeah. So yeah, we saw each other then. I was like uh, late. Yeah, yeah. Late so, September. So when when we saw each other, I was as as doughy and uh, and 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 out of shape as I've been in years. And in just six weeks of kind of applying, like, look, let me let me get some carbs back in my diet. Let me let me do this. I have probably shed about ten pounds. And my my uh, endurance is through the roof. Huh. Well, so a- let's adding- talk about that carb cycling. Like, so what? Yeah. What would you prescribe to just like a person, not not necessarily who's training for anything, you know, epic, but just like let's say what I'm doing, just like a moving slow a lot, lifting heavy stuff. Um, well, there, um, I'm I'm kind of borrowing a little bit from uh, Jason Ferugia's uh-huh. uh, Renegade uh, diet here, um, but the, he. He's not certainly the only one talking about intermittent fasting, but one thing that we don't do is we don't ever give our guts a rest. You know, we we don't need this whole. I think one good thing about the low carb diet, a low carb way of life, is that it teaches you that you don't need to eat six meals a day. It's, right. it's stupid. You don't Every need two to hours. constantly be eating. Yeah. You know, so on on any given day, like what what my day looks like is I usually do not eat breakfast. If I have a workout in the morning, I'll eat a little light. Like I may have a little like 150 calorie snack or something. You know, not that I count calories. I just right. use that as a round number of, uh, of some fat and protein in the morning. And, uh, and then usually lunch is something very light. It's almost always fish, almost always oily fish, sardines or, or, uh, or salmon, you know, or something like that. Um, we, we have, uh, in abundance of uh, good raw oysters here. Mm. And there's a, a place right across the street from my office that has uh, oysters on the half shell. So I'll go and get like a little small salad and a dozen oysters uh, f- for that. Yeah, w- wouldn't, re- wouldn't recommend that to anyone uh, in the middle of the country. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. J- just make sure, make certain that you don't mix your smoothie and raw oysters together because a raw oyster smoothie is not too much fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Anyway, so lunch is usually something very light, um, and if I need a little snack in the afternoon, I'll have a small little snack, uh, but then I eat dinner like 
<laughs> like a monster. Yeah, my dinner. I mean, are I, huge. I will. I will have. I'll have two full dinners, and I'll probably put. I'll probably put about 500 calories in my body throughout the course of the day, and I'll eat between between six and ten. I'll probably eat two two full dinners. I'll probably put a good 2,000 calories in my body. Yeah. Because that's you know if you if you try to calorically restrict yourself, your body will respond in kind by slowing it, down it, your metabolism. It will slow down metabolism. Yeah. And you know one thing you can tell if you are uh, I take my temperature at three o'clock every afternoon, and why three o'clock is because that's about uh, halfway between my uh, my my light lunch and my my big feast. And if your body temperature drops below 98.6 your metabolism is slow okay so like I, I gave blood this morning and they did my temperature and this is at 8 30 in the morning it was 97.2 what does that yeah, mean your 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 metabolism is is slowing down it's it's, it's not it you're, you're something's going on in your body where you're not burning as much energy and it's not it's not a uh it's not a heat transfer thing it's just a good kind of a rough indicator of what's going on in your body and if I'm slower that day, if I'm if I'm at 97, sometimes I'm at 97, 96.9, 97.2, then I really need to watch what's going on. I need to watch how much I eat that day. So, like, um, what would you say? And, you need to eat more on that day, or well, not? well, you you might have to because one you know one way to boost your metabolism, and this, this sounds antithetical, is to eat more. Right. Eat, you know, go a couple of days and eat a couple of hundred extra calories of, of human um, food, not eating of, more of just you know a bunch of crap. Right? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Real, real yeah. food. I mean, I, at this point, uh, you know, I'm fortunate enough to to be next to several farmers markets throughout the course of the week. Uh, I go to a whole animal butcher that that only does locally raised, grass fed, pastured animals, um, and and that is 99 percent of the food that I eat either comes from that butcher. Or the farmers market, awesome, and uh, it's it's just just real foods, and but if you if you you're looking at that and you're looking at your metabolism slowing down, the best way to boost your metabolism is to feed yourself. Your body will respond in kind, right? But it's also again, like you said, feed yourself with real food. I mean, cruciferous vegetables and sweet potatoes and and white rice and and uh, you know one one thing that I learned. People love a Pied Piper, right? And, and people love uh, – in, in health and fitness, people love a Pied Piper. People love to have bad actions validated. Right. And you know, just because you have a low-carb way of life does not mean put a stick of butter in your coffee in the morning. Yeah. You know, j- just because fat does not trigger an insulin response does not mean eat a pound of bacon for dinner. And, uh, and, and, and these people that brag about being able to get away with this – that's fine, but you can't, you know, and that will eventually catch up to you. It caught up to me at the end of this year. You know, I was still eating that, I was eating fat with impunity. And yeah, I wasn't necessarily gaining any weight, but my body composition was worsening mm-hmm. because I wasn't giving myself enough insulin to help store uh, lean muscle tissue and help build lean muscle tissue. Right. So do you and, do like like a month of where you're doing like a like you know, quote unquote high carb where you've got oats and sweet potatoes and then like a week where you you cut that stuff out or like No, 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 no. I just I, I cycle it daily like like daily. Uh, okay. Yet um yesterday my my only workout, I was supposed to go home and work out with kettlebells in the afternoon, but I went and uh, worked out with wine at lunch um with some friends. <laughs> and so the kettlebell yes. workout got uh got knocked out. So uh, yesterday I had only had a light swim. Uh, and so I just didn't eat. I maybe ate about 30 grams of carbs for the day. Um, this morning I made up for that workout. I had a monster workout this morning and I've got to run this afternoon. I'm probably going to eat about 75 or, or maybe even a hundred calories of carbohydrate for dinner tonight. I mean, a, a, a grams, grams. Of, of, yeah, yeah. of carbohydrate for dinner tonight. Uh, I'm going to have a monster sweet potato with, uh, with my steak tonight. And so on, on days that you have that insulin, when, when you are, let me back up, when you have intense exercise, that is the best time to have an insulin response in your body because that's when you are less sensitive to the, to the, the swings of insulin. Right. And that's when you want insulin to be doing its thing, when your muscle tissue is broken down and you're trying to rebuild lean muscle tissue. And, and that's whether you're... 
you're lifting weights, you're a bodybuilder, or you're an endurance athlete, or you're just, you know, a, a, a not even training for anything. You're just trying to stay healthy. Right. Uh, the, to, to cycle the carbs around that, but also be aware of what your real needs are that day. Again, no, nothing. There's no such thing as a license of uh, of impunity. Yeah, with and that, anything that it comes to food. And that's what I was going to say. It's like I think a lot of people in like sort of this you know low carb camp are are like, you know, there's this idea that you can eat fat unlimited, which that that's going to create problems too. You, it's like there's there's this. Now, I think if you have an aggressive fat loss goal, like if you're maybe severely type two diabetic, uh, I'm not saying you know you can have fat with impunity, but I'm saying as far as like carbohydrates, probably need to cut out. You know certain things that that you know are are not really sort of acting like they should in your system. But what, like if you're just if you're kind of like in that space you know, that that place where you're you're able to exercise, you're not you know 200 pounds overweight or whatever. There's sort of this there's middle ground. It's a pretty huge range of uh, the right amount of fat, you know, a good amount of carbohydrates, the right amount of protein where it's not like, okay, zero carbs and, you know, 500 grams of fat a day. And I think right. people have sort right. of th- thought that, oh, I'm just going to sit down and eat like a stick of butter for dinner. And, and that's, I mean, that's, haha, and, and, and that's great. But look, there, it's a good, it's also a good transitioning tool because a lot of diet, and I hate the word diet, but a lot yeah. of diets are so restrictive and and ultimately what it causes is it causes misery and misery is not something that human beings can sustain right we, we don't want you know we don't want to be miserable at all well at, i think some just, some uh, people i think uh, some mother-in-laws mothers-in-law right, yeah, probably exactly. do well, but yeah, some people take comfort in other misery. than yeah. but, <laughs> but but the, the point being is that so eating a stick of butter for dinner might give someone that satisfaction that they need as they transition off of sugar, as you right. get off of that sugar roller coaster, you know, and then once you kind of reach that level of, uh, of, of, you know, kind of homeostasis in your diet, yeah. then you can start to, to, to dial back all the other things. You yeah. And dial back that fat. And, Cause I, I mean, I think we were sort of, our, our lives have, uh, have been very simultaneous in many ways, but, um, you know, I was doing like the, the really, really, really high fat. And then I started a program, an exercise program that was like, I did like a eight week or nine week hypertrophy deal. It's like a bodybuilder workout that I got from my brother. And I added back in, you know, sweet potatoes and rice and all this other stuff. And my, my body composition did not change at all. It, 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 but I, I got more muscle. Because right. I, was, I was thinking I was just going to like start getting all pudgy or whatever, you know, like based on what I was sort of thinking. But it, that didn't happen at all. Like I added, you know, uh, I would do like like full fat yogurt with like blueberries and protein powder or something like at night. And man, that was like my go to snack. Oh, look, we uh, strawberries are, uh, are wonderful down in southern Louisiana and strawberry season just started. I went to the farmer's market and I bought a, an entire flat of strawberries and uh, Wednesday night oh, for after dinner. I had a monster bowl of. Stra- I probably had two pints of strawberries uh, in one sitting. Awesome, yeah. And, and this was this was after uh, slow roasted. I mean, it's, I had slow roasted pork and broccoli and, and rice and uh, and this big bowl of sweet potatoes. And I went and checked my uh, my blood sugar because I'm a nerd. And it was like <laughs> it was like 98, you know, yeah. uh, j- just with a with a. With an unthinkable amount of strawberries, yeah. I just finished eating. I used to do that and too. So, like on a for like if I was on a road trip, I would pull into like a. A, a grocery store and just go in and get like a pound of strawberries and just eat that. <laughs> but, and, and I can't tell you how just happy and satisfied that made me. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, it, it, there's so, there's so many things that are improved by having the right amount of, of insulin. Again, insulin's a necessary hormone and the, the way to manage it is to not eliminate it. And, but I think, you know, sleep, uh, Mental focus, you know, people, you know, yes, your brain can run on ketones. It prefers to run on sugar. Right. Like, yeah, um, if, if, if ketones are, are like just straight up glucose are present, it's going to pick glucose every time. Right. Yeah, exactly. And the, the other thing is that there's so much damage, you know, to, that can be done with these unrestricted high fat diets. Everybody loves to drink bulletproof coffee. You know why? Because it is del- it is it is it is wonderfully magically delicious yeah. to put delicious grass fed butter into a good cup of coffee. There is no denying that. But the split second that you add a little bit of sugar to your diet, 
or you have that glass of red wine at night or any anything that is seemingly innocent, then you have just turned all that saturated fat, which is not bad. Saturated fat is not bad for you unless it is also in the presence of sugar. And so then you've taken all that saturated fat and you have turned it into an artery-clogging atomic bomb. And so people don't take the proper precautions. They, they love to, to, to do these fun little things things like drink bulletproof coffee, but then they don't cover the rest of their diet and, and, and understand really what they're doing to themselves metabolically. So what, if somebody is going to insist on drinking bulletproof coffee, what are you going to tell them to do the rest of the day diet wise? I mean, as, as much as, you know, if somebody's going to insist on drinking bulletproof coffee, then you've really got to be religious about the amount of sugar that you have coming into your diet. And that even means limiting fructose. Again, you know, we didn't get fructose is a pretty uh, is a pretty worthless sugar. Right. And it's good to limit it, but it's also not as fatal as some low carb people uh, so, some people would, would would have you believe. Well, maybe it's so fatal in in with with such a in high the, amount but, of fat. In, in yeah. the presence in the presence of significant amounts of saturated fat, yes then fructose becomes a really bad thing because it then makes that saturated fat a bad thing for your body right. and not a good thing. Huh. And so you're not allowing the, you know, you're not allowing the body to have the benefit of the cholesterol. I mean, cholesterol is a necessary, that's why is a necessary thing for your body. It's a necessary thing for your brain. That's why I, I got to, I mean, on a vegan diet, I started to get depressed and that's primarily because there was no cholesterol in my diet yeah. and, and I, my, my brain function was starting to, uh, to, to Wayne, and, and I say this not being glib, but maybe a little glib, is you want to talk of, to some of the angriest people in the world, talk to a vegan. Yeah. Try and argue with a vegan about diet, and you will have some vile – I used to have a vegan podcast, and I, I kind of uh, – I came out of the closet as a meat eater, right? And you would not believe the most vile, hate, you know, invective-filled emails that I would get from people – uh, and uh, you know, maybe that they're that mean because they have no cholesterol <laughs> in their diet. Well, yeah, it's funny. Like the other thing about cholesterol, it's like, okay, we need cholesterol or guys need cholesterol and, and women to make testosterone. Right. And it's like, okay, we're, we're over prescribing these cholesterol lowering drugs. And then what's the other drug that's being over prescribed that you see commercials for like Viagra, oh, yeah, Cialis, yeah. like no wonder, yeah. like, you know, that's happening. Right. It's like, we're taking these, if you're taking a statin, you might as well take Viagra too. So um, yeah. Anyway, but um, I okay. So I, I, I don't know if you've seen Amy Schumer's bit about that, but uh, uh, she makes a joke about it. She goes, "If you have an erection lasting longer than four hours, call me." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. It, that's hilarious. That's she's, anyway, she's awesome. Is this wait? Is this a family podcast? It, well, no, it's not. We 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 uh, we've crossed many lines on this podcast. But um, I guess this is one of the other things I was going to ask you. Um, so so what you're saying is, that, let's say, um, somebody that's that's done the the bulletproof is uh, coffee it's done super high fat and now they're going to transition into you know where they're going to like add like ooh strawberries or, or like uh right. you know mangoes so, back so, into their so diet what I, so what i would tell you is give your give your digestive system a rest it's it's fine to go 12 14 16 hours without eating right and so you kind of mark that you know again this is this is kind of stealing from renegade diet here uh, you kind of mark the end of your dinner. So let's say you finish eating dinner at eight. You know, try don't eat until noon yeah. the next day, and then start eating lightly. Um, and then don't have any carbohydrate in your diet uh, for for that lunch. Or rather, let me let me rephrase: the only carbohydrate should be fibrous fruits and vegetables. You should not have any. Uh, any starch or anything else with that diet, you know, it, with with that lunch as you transition in, and then at night when you're uh, when you're kind of ready for that meal, then you can add uh, you can add those carbohydrates in, kind of bringing it in under the blanket of protein and fat. Right. You know, and and one thing also is that you got we've got these two nervous systems, and anybody that listens to anything about health and fitness knows that you've got the sympathetic. And the parasympathetic nervous system, sympathetic being fight or flight, and parasympathetic being kind of that you know quote unquote rest and digest. Right. Well, the parasympathetic, I mean, this this when your sympathetic nervous system is engaged, that's your best time to use and burn fat. Problem is, is that 
we also live in a society where we're so stressed. You wake up in the morning, you're already, you know, you roll out of bed, you're checking emails, you're worried about, you know, your day getting started, you're driving to work, you're, you're yelling at people, you know, uh, you, you, you're drinking cups and cups of coffee. And so we're stressing that adrenal system so much that our sympathetic nervous system is overly taxed. But if you can properly manage it and, and kind of help yourself reset your gut every day by giving it a break, that kind of helps in a healthy way engage your sympathetic nervous system. And so then at night when you have that big meal or in the afternoon when you have that big meal, then your parasympathetic nervous system is engaged and that that's what helps utilize all the all the food, right. all, all the you know the, the the benefits from the insulin, helping to arguably store lean muscle and not store fat. And so you only have about a four-hour window where that parasympathetic nervous system is engaged. And but when your your parasympathetic nervous system is engaged, again, you are resting and digesting. But what happens is that if you get up, you have a big bulletproof coffee, and then you go and you have a big monstrous, you know, T-bone steak for lunch. And then you go and have dinner that night, then you're always engaging that that same rest and digest nervous system. And you know, I, I don't I don't want to get into a situation. I'm not a medical doctor, of course, and I'm not even a trained dietitian. And so, what I you know what I know about these nervous systems is kind of almost cursory at best. But the way that I've been over the last couple of months engaging my body and purposefully triggering sympathetic versus parasympathetic, I've seen incredible, incredible gains in just a couple of months right. by, by, by kind of keeping my, my way of eating uh, in, in, in check. I mean, like it's, a, it's 11 in the morning right now, and I am about to eat this phone. I'm, I'm that hungry. <laughs> but I'm going to have a little bit of lunch, and it's going to satisfy me in a way that I never thought a little salad with sardines would. Right. And because I because I know again that's kind of the, the joy is that I I know tonight I'm going to this uh, Argentine steakhouse here in the city oh man uh, with some friends and I'm going to feast yeah. I'm going to feast this evening well you know I, I've got a a side of beef in my in my freezer out in the garage and so like last night I thought out like a pound and a half of ground meat and I cooked that up with some tomatoes and garlic and spices and some bone broth. Uh, and that was like, I, you know, that's a ton of food, but that's all I had eaten all day yesterday. Um, oh, you'll, I, you'll love this. The other night I had something at work. And so I, I do 100% of the cooking in my house. Yeah, me too. And, uh, I had, I'd made two batches of meatballs. One was from ground meat and the other one was from ground beef heart. Mm, I had beef and heart my, and tongue two nights ago. Yeah. And my wife, uh, my wife, uh, took the wrong one out of the fridge and, <laughs> and served the beef heart meatballs to my kids. Yes. And they loved it. Yep. Ha ha. They loved it. And they got home. I got home. They told me how good the dinner was. And I'm like, you just ate beef heart. Yep. And of course my girl's like, eh, yep. running around freaking well, out. We my, have this. My son's like, Yes. Pat himself on the back, like, yeah, I ate hard. That's funny. We have like this uh, group that meets every month uh, for supper club kind of deal. And, and like, there's an email thread going before it. And I said, because I just made this uh, this cow tongue. And I said, you know, kind of jokingly, I'll, I'll bring cow tongue for everybody. And she was like, oh, it's so gross. But she goes on about it. And I just replied, you eat cow butt. That's gross. <laughs> and she was like, good point i had never thought of it that way like yeah you eat a cow butt how is that any different than just like a different other body part but anyway well hey john we are out of time i can't believe it um but tell us before you go what what you have something cooking like what's uh what's coming up next for you um in this uh, yeah so uh so i've I've kind of hung my podcasting spurs up when i took this i took this really cool job on last last fall and now that I've kind of figured out my footing on that, I'm going to be getting back into the game. And uh, there's a buddy of mine who is a he's a triathlon coach, but he's all, he's kind of like a renaissance man. Like he owns restaurants and uh, like healthy restaurants and puts on races and, and uh, does all kind of stuff. And so he and I are uh, gearing up to do a podcast. And I don't want to I don't want to name the name just yet, but it's a really it's the coolest name I've ever heard of a podcast. <laughs> and 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 what the theory is going to be is like. Um, no interviews, no, you know, no, none of that. We're, but you have these podcasts and it's the same kind of same group of, of people all interviewing each know, other, <laughs> all, all interviewing each other. Yeah. And, uh, and, 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 you know, some of which are, you know, 
people telling you how bad you're sucking at things and and and, and there's a there's a lot there's a lot of that. So what we'll talk about is like, look, hey, you know, Kelly Starrett has good stuff to say, and if you want to go listen to him, I heard him on this podcast. So we'll reference other podcasts, right? But it's just going to be a podcast about what's smart and healthy and right, right? And uh, and it's gonna be it's gonna be really cool. It's gonna well, be I kind can't of wait. The, it's going to be the culmination of everything that I've learned. Uh, I've learned up until now, and cool. it's, it's, it's it's going to be fun. So, we'll keep we'll us posted. Cool. Yeah, we'll definitely uh, we'll uh, tell all of our listeners when that's up. Uh, that'll that'll definitely be one of my uh, one of my go tos uh, since you were you were sort of my my podcast godfather. Uh, <laughs> hey, so yeah. hey. Um, I'll tell you, you sent me five really good questions. Oh man, about, we didn't even even get to the questions in Zone Two training that we didn't talk about. Oh, that thing. Poor so Rick. Yeah, Rick. Got to come back on because there were some good questions there. Yeah. Really um, tell you what, um, he's doing this um, race. I think like in the spring. Um, I'm trying to think. I've got. Um, some shows i think i think on the 21st of january is a show that's coming out let's would you want to come back on maybe a time that rick can come back on like in the middle of january yeah and, sure, and then and we'll, i think i think answering those five questions would take us 30 minutes so yeah I'll ask um, without a doubt yeah okay so i'll tell rick that i'll apologize rick because he sent me all these questions like ask john all this stuff and we didn't even like get to the well, email we, we can certainly uh we can certainly uh podcast about it but i'll also respond to that email just with a few answers just for him him personally okay so. cool yeah awesome and uh yeah i'll uh, i'll email you too and we'll get you back on in january right on cool all right fun. thanks john fun. all right man we'll talk soon yep thanks for See you, dude. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thank you, John. It is now, uh, we have now entered the hot dog portion of the show. And we are going to talk, we, we thought possibly we were going to have to uh, uh, hide Hyde's name. <laughs> Zing! But he said we could use his name. So this is my my buddy Hyde in the locker room story. The, the sound quality isn't great, but I, it's it's... You know, it's not readable. Obviously, it's it's uh, hearable. Is that the word? So. Audible, I think, is the word you're looking for. <laughs> Wordsmith. It's, uh, it's audible. Here's here's Hyde. Did you hear me just farting? By the way, did that come through? I think so. Hyde. Awesome. Hello. Okay, Hyde. Um, what are you? Do you have a headset on or something? I do have a headset on. Okay. Um, I think that'll work, Rick. What do you? It's, ha- it sounds fine to me. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Oh wait. I wasn't going to use your real name. I'll bleep that out. That's yeah, okay. I can't can use your use real name. My real name. Well, though, we were going to have fun, like coming up with an alias, like Horatius or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. You can let's let's uh, you know, you guys can do whatever you want. Okay. I mean, well, after all, you are the funny ones, right? Yeah. Oh, I told Rick about I that. I told Rick about that, and he was laughing. So yeah. So <laughs> give you a little backstory. Hyde was was saying, okay, is this is this story going to be funny? And I was like, don't worry, me and Rick will make it funny. And then he and then Hyde was like, well, so are you saying I'm not funny? Well, I'm not doing it now. And I was like, wait, no, no, you're funny. So okay. So Hyde, uh, speaking of Uncle Rico, Rick. Uh, yes. I was number fifty two in, in high school. Hyde was number fifty one. Uh, the difference between us was that Hyde did you, was, guys, did you guys share like a protective cup like in uh, <laughs> the Waterboy where they like uh, go to the sideline and pull the cup out? No, the, the difference between uh, me and Hyde in high school was that he was the unanimous pick on first team on district. Me, me, me. So he... It was unanimous, though. It was unanimous. No, I don't think so. I remember sharing with the Plano East guy. Whatever. It was, I thought it was... This unanimous. seems like something Mark would... Uh, would latch you onto for 20 years. And so the difference is Hyde <laughs> was good at American football. Right. And Mark was not as good. I was honorably mentioned. That was Honorably mentioned yeah. like uh, just a, the participant ribbon. <laughs> right. Okay, well the story... It's true, but you did have your picture taken with the varsity your junior year. I did. And so, and, but you're, I would have, well, I think I would have probably, well, I don't know. That's it. <laughs> anyway, okay, so the story that, that if you've if you noticed, the title of the podcast was uh, the, and the Locker Room was the name of this story. So... To kind of give us some background to set this up, and I'm going to let Hyde take it away, is that we, uh, our junior year, our spring of our junior year, is like in off-season, you become like the the eldest. You're, you're like the seniors, even though you're juniors, like in preparing for the next fall. Because, all the, the, because all the seniors, are they're not going to be back for another year. Right. So it's the juniors, you're passing the torch. Right. So this we, is for all of our like international people who don't understand American Right, football. and we have people in Ireland, uh, Hyde, yeah. Hyde, and Canada, and the UK. And okay, Ireland. Canada, they play football, dude. Okay, sorry. Um, okay, <laughs> we have people in Minnesota. Um, <laughs> so 
it was that it was that moment. We Hyde and I were seniors. We were sort of taking over the uh, the reign, so to speak, and so we were kind of like the the you know. Well, I won't speak for Hyde, but I you know, kind of feel like you're the big man on campus. Like you're Mr. Cool Guy. You're gonna like impress all the all the I young. I guarantee guys. Mark was obsessed with this. By the yes. way, was okay. like, oh yeah, this is all mine, baby. Yeah. So past me there. <laughs> There was like before off season actually started. We had a, a series of team meetings, and that like the the sophomores and like even had some freshmen would come in, and like we would sort of have this sort of like you know team led senior led team meeting, and it was during it was during one of these team meetings right at the beginning. Hi, do you what is your recollection from that point? Well. I, to me, it starts way before all of that. I just, I just tell the story. <laughs> I just tell the story. I'm like, well, hi, thanks for being on the show. <laughs> well, because for me, the context of the story is like way back when we first met in like sixth or seventh grade. Okay. Because immediately upon going over to your house, one of the first things you notice is like two things, really. Oh, boy. One, Mark likes to... I don't know, this family-friendly show, I don't know how you guys say it, but makes dirty air. Fart. Loud, dirty air. Okay. <laughs> Loud, dirty air. <laughs> but he likes to do that, and he likes an audience when he does this. So we go over to his house, and there he is. He's getting on his back, aiming that thing at all of us, doing what he called the quote-unquote fart factory. Fart factory, yes, I can still do it. Yes. Uh, yeah, it, I mean, so it's a, it's quite the show. And so he's trying to get everybody to watch and listen and woohoo. And, and normal people are completely disgusted by this. Yes. They do not like yeah. to see this. They, this is like, hey, everyone, come to my house. I'm going to put on a show for you. I'm going to take this homeless person, cut his head off. Like, <laughs> people are like, oh, that's disgusting. I don't want anything part of that. Rick, very Mark's quick. Like, no, 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 it's totally awesome. Very, watch. Very quickly. Hold on. Very quickly. We, we, there was a time that my, my dad had several of his friends over, and this is when I was probably in seventh, eighth grade. And my dad thought it was hilarious, you know, go figure. And so in the middle of this sort of family <laughs> gathering where others like, um, there are all these like old, older men there, you know, these sort of state like adults men. sitting around having a cocktail party talking yes. about the Middle East. <laughs> yes. And, you know. So I, I think I've told this on the podcast I, you, before. You have, but tell it again. So I go, I go in and I, I, you know, lay on my back, throw my legs up over my head and start doing that and not a peep. Everyone's just staring at me like... Not a peep like you went dry, like you couldn't perform. No, I was. <laughs> oh, hide! I can, I, I can perform on command. Uh, By the way, for everyone to understand the, the the physical mechanics of this, Mark gets on his back, puts his legs over his head, and he can suck in oh, air. Geez. With yeah, it's kind of like. Yeah, he can. It's like, kind of like how people can make themselves burp by sucking in air yeah. and then burping uh, it back out. Mark can do that with his bottom. <laughs> God. Okay, and back he can to do this. It like. And it just it's it sounds like a machine gun. It you can like, do it over and over again. It, it sounds like this. It's like a weird kid that can do the alphabet by burping. Yeah. Seeing like America the Beautiful while yeah. belting out something. Okay, so back to let's get let's get to the locker room. Let's let's get there. Okay, so that's the context by which I grew up being friends with Mark, always knowing that <laughs> man, something just may let loose, and he's calling everybody's attention to it. So here Mark is coming and he's the big man on campus and he's you know he especially with all of the young sophomores and a couple freshmen that are coming over he's trying to be you know the man right mm -hmm. i mean trying Uncle to be the guy that everybody looks up to so here he is he comes in he you know pounces into the locker room and he just looks up everybody like hey everybody hey everybody and it, well, hold on there's probably about what would you say a hundred kids in the room Problem. Yeah, and they're, just, they're all in every sort of different manner of dress, and some people are, you know, half naked and getting dressed, and some people are already getting their stuff on. And mm, talk slower. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so just FYI to too, like the, the freshmen and sophomores are probably pretty nervous, right? Right? They're in a team oh. meeting with the leaders of the football team, and this is. You know, for people who didn't grow up in this area, Plano high school football is a huge, huge, huge deal. So this is like something that kids have been wanting to do since they were probably like <laughs> five, six, or seven. Like this is a huge deal for them. And they're probably sitting in this room like, I have oh, arrived. I'm in the big locker room. I'm a, a boy amongst gods. Like they're very nervous. Probably. And then this happens. Continue. Yeah. Well, and, and you're absolutely right, Rick. And, and, you know, everybody's looking up to him and 
you know, there's all sorts of things that older guys do, and you look up to them, and you just sort of, you know, you look up to them in awe, and you're like, man, I'm going to be just like that guy. So here comes Mark. Hey, everybody, hey, everybody, listen to this. And so I'm just sort of looking intently, knowing what's about You know what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just, okay, instead of try- goes again. But instead of trying to stop me, he just sort of watches in... in he just sort of watches. Yeah. There's no back. stopping Mark Rogers when he's in a zone like that. You just kind of have to sit back and shake your head and go, oh. Here it comes. And, and he's probably, you know, if he doesn't have one locked and loaded, he's going to suck in and let it out anyway. Right. So here comes Mark. He slowly lifts his leg. Like he's about to just let one just go crazy ripped. This is highly accurate, by the way. He lifts his leg and goes, Hey, listen to this. And then all of a sudden, nothing. And you look at his face. This <laughs> is petrified, just horror that comes out over his face. And he stops. And as in slow motion, like this. And is it's every, all eyes are on me. It is complete silence. Oh, it's complete silence. And, and he did not perform upon command. He looks and he just looks just stone faced in horror. And then just sort of puts his leg down and then immediately takes off to the bathroom. <laughs> and we're just like, oh my gosh, what's going on? And then on the way to the bathroom, I get up and I'm, we're all just laughing like, oh my goodness, he just messed his drawers something fierce. On the way to the bathroom, he's running. And before he even gets into the, into the place, this little ball of brown dough rolls out of his jean leg all the way down to the ground. <laughs> It was hilarious. Okay, so uh, here it is like everybody, then like all the you know all of us juniors just start dying laughing, and laughing. You know we're cheering because it was so funny. Well, and to give all these freshmen, like, we're just like, does that, does that mean we have to poop in our pants too before you look on the team? This is what this is. This is who our leaders are. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, hold on. to give you another perspective from my from my perspective, I lift my leg and up into the point where I say, everybody, everybody, listen, everybody, listen to me. I do recall that there was actually a noise that came out, but then and, and it's like a squirting noise. Well, and our well, no, but it was it was a perfect solid ball. Now listen, so so when like your your body is like an oyster, like it's taken the, yes, uh, the yes. grain of sand and rolled it. Yeah, it's like a brown furrow. Well, we we had a good friend, uh, a, a mutual friend of ours named Greg, who was sitting down, and I'm basically doing this in his face, right? Like, and. <laughs> And were, he, were you standing? Didn't you like, I was, get on top of something? No, I was, too, I was like, standing up, and Greg was sitting on the bench. And so, the way he tells it is that he was looking at my rear end and saw my jeans move. <laughs> saw the, bu- the bulge, yeah. like the the, the, the the like a shot out of my, you know. And he sees like, and he point, and he pointed at my at my pants because he saw he saw my pants move. And so I start like kind of like sort of hobbling into the bathroom, and yeah, and just like he said, right before I get to the bathroom, this little perfectly there was not a smear of anything anywhere inside my jeans on my underwear anything. It was this perfectly round ball. It fell out onto the ground. I got some paper, uh, some toilet paper. I picked it up. I threw it away, and and they called me. Um, well. I can't, I can't. A lot of it. things, S, probably. The S word stain uh, was my nickname for about the next month. Wow. So. By the way, I think feel like we need to sit down with like a legal pad and some pencils that are sharpened, and we need to come up with how many times has Mark crapped in his oh. pants <laughs> post his eighth birthday? Like how many times? Why because would we start how there? Many times I have zero, zero times. <laughs> uh, but Mark has to be well into like needing to take his shoes off to count. Like oh that's okay that's the twelfth time uh, okay well this is the time I took a dump in like uh, in the uh, cup at the uh, at the golf course like uh, on the eighteenth green does that count as true, crapping in my pants? The, or well, I, I crapped my pants right before I did that. Uh, true story. Um, so we need to hide. Actually, we're we're out of time, but I wanted Hyde could very well be in our bakery stories uh, conversations. Oh, okay. He he worked at the bakery for many years. Actually, got to where he could open the bakery on his own. See, this is very like I Hyde. I've only met you like maybe once or twice. I know, but, uh, but like, just, it's very had... it's very odd because growing up like in the same time frame, I'm a year older than you guys. But I went to school across town from you guys. Mark is like one of my best friends. I'm hanging out with Mark all the time. I worked at the bakery, and it's just odd that like our worlds never collided more. And it's it's to me it's very heartwarming that the 
the uh, the theme that brings you and I together is our shared stories of Mark crapping all over himself. <laughs> That's the Christmas spirit. It really is. We're the bizarro. We live in the bizarro world, or I live in the bizarro world. Maybe you're in the regular world, and Mark is the Jerry. <laughs> it binds us both together. Awesome. Well, hide. Uh, hang out for just a second. I'm gonna end the recording, but uh, don't hang up. All right. Well, uh, we appreciate you being on, and uh, we'll we'll talk soon. <laughs> Thank you, Hyde. And uh, actually, we just listened to the end. Remember from episode sixty and the uh, the Santa Claus. We's <laughs> we's laughing, and I've got the giggles again. Okay, Hyde. Uh, appreciate you being on. It is now time. Uh, for the Simply Human tip of the week, something you can start doing today to be a more healthy human. And in light of sort of the week between Christmas and New Year's, you know, the tip of the week is be if you had like marshmallowed sweet potatoes and some pie and some dessert and you went a little off the rails, you know, I think is, is the term you like to use. You're not you're not a bad person. You, you, you know, you, like you're you're not dumb. You, you're not uh, uh you, you don't have any you, it's not like you don't have willpower. You, you're you're okay. And uh, yeah. and you can you can get back. You're not you're not off the wagon. Just uh get throw that stuff off the wagon and uh, put human food back on the wagon and you'll be good to go. Well, there's a pretty good chance that Mark uh, Mark's Christmas dinner was uh, you know, a bunch of roasted crickets and uh, <laughs> a mosquito. You know, yeah, a mosquito that he microwaved and, like, just, you know, some grass-fed, you know, cow eyes. The rest of us regular people, I want to talk to you humans that are like me. There's a pretty good chance you are not able to, uh, if you're like me, and I'm speaking in the future, but I'm also predicting the future. There's a pretty good chance you did not stick entirely with, uh, you know, how we uh, how we want to be eating and how you want to be taking care of yourself. That's okay. That doesn't mean that you lack worth as a human being. And I can specifically speak to this because I will beat myself up if I, you know, if I have a, you know, a cheat here or there, or if I, you know, don't stick according to the plan, I will get, you know, get very, very down on myself. If you're anything like me, you'll do the same thing. Don't do that. This is the holiday season. Odds are you were eating with, uh, you know, family or friends and really enjoying a good time. Take that moment for what it is. It's a moment that you, you know, a special treat. You broke from what you're normally doing to have a special occasion. What's important now is you don't let that completely uh, send you into a tailspin over the next month of just, you know, shoving cheesecake in every hole that you've got and, you know, crying every day. Hey now, ooh. The next, the next me, the, your next chance to do something good for yourself is the next time that you eat. So you don't have to let this spiral down into some, you know, destructive pattern of, you know, where you spend a month or two, you know, just eating garbage. Your next chance to do something good for yourself is the next chance that you eat. So the next opportunity, make a human food choice, okay? Do something right. You don't have to wallow in self-despair if you were not perfect during Christmas. I don't think any of us probably are perfect during Christmas. So uh, Christmas is a special occasion. It is what it is. Then let's get back on the train, and, and we'll all ride it together. Boom. Very Boom, well, indeed. Very well said. That was great. Um, all right. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this thing up. Uh, go to the website, simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Please sign up or buy a reset for you or a loved one. Uh, this is the. I really can't reiterate how uh, much I think this is like a good present for someone that you care about, because it's you know presents are one of those it's the thought that counts kind of things. Well, if they see that hey this person isn't just they're buying me a Bluetooth speaker for my phone or whatever that you know they're they're getting something that's going to make me a better person you know physically and, and mentally and, and all this stuff and sleep better. That's a this is really one of those thought that you know the thought is what counts kind of present. So I would very much encourage you if you missed out on somebody or if you want to treat yourself in the new year uh, to something like this. I think this is a really terrific idea. That's right. Uh, so uh, this 21 day email automation. Uh, you get a T-shirt, recipes from ourfullplate.com and the great. Laura Cross, and uh, for a limited time, you get your choice of the nutrients, multivitamin, or a bottle of the Skinny Fat MCT coconut oil uh, mixture, which is great for cooking, salad dressings, uh, putting in your coffee, all that good stuff. It's great energy. So, also leave us a review on iTunes and be entered into the December Simply Human T-shirt giveaway-a-thon. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at simplyhuman52. Uh, like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on uh, YouTube. Rick, uh, we should do some uh, holiday YouTube videos. Or something, um, which, which may be good. So, uh, coming, yeah, we should do that. Coming up next time, I have no idea. <laughs> it's coming up next time, a show. Yeah. <laughs> it's January 7th. Will be, uh, I've got, a, I got an idea. I'll tell you all. Okay. 
Uh, yeah, we, we got we do have Sean Croxton coming up in February. We have we're gonna have Kate Galliette back on sometime soon to discuss another one of her movement. Plays. When we have her on, can you please stop using your joke of Kate? Yeah, yeah sorry about that. Um, we're not gonna do that. Anymore. And we're also yeah. And uh, I talked to Luke after we recorded with him last time, and he has some really cool stuff. He's working on a book, uh, and so he's got a lot of content that he can talk about. So we may have Luke back on because that's always fun. Awesome. Yeah, talking to Luke. So uh, listen to one of his podcasts this morning, the one with Richard Beck in uh, October, and it's uh, really, really a good, good podcast he's got over there. New, uh, newsworthy with Norsworthy on iTunes. So, all right, um, I think that is going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human podcast. By the way, happy 2014, everyone. <laughs> Because this is the end of 2014. So, that's okay, right. Had a great year. So let's so let's try that again. Happy New Year! And yes, that's going to yes, do it for this edition of the Simply Human podcast. And remember, there was not a smear of anything anywhere inside my jeans, on my underwear, anything. It was this perfectly round ball. So until next time, enjoy yourself. <laughs>